Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Welcome, everyone, to another live episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm Kevin Daisy. I'll be your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital, and we do digital marketing for law firms and help them build their case pipelines. Today, I got a special guest coming out of Michigan, uh, but they have more locations as well, which we'll learn about here soon. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Absolutely. So uh, excited to learn about you and your practice, your firm, what you specialize in. So without further ado, let's go ahead and, and you know, what, what's your story? What's what's uh, the journey you've had so far and, and what kind of got you into this business? Well, so what got me into this business was, I, I guess I always wanted to be a lawyer. I did a paper on it when I was in fifth grade, but then I went into engineering uh, in undergrad and I was in chemical engineering and started talking to my advisor after two and a half years and received some terrible advice um, that if you want to go to law school, you need to be an English major, a communications major, or something. And so I was trying to transfer out of the engineering school, but I wasn't really sure. And my buddy and I set up a uh, screen printing business, and we're selling t-shirts outside of the football stadium at college. And the first lawyer I ever met was the university attorney who said the university was going to sue me for violating their um, copyright to their uh, logos and their, you know, everything for the university. And I pointed out to him that we didn't violate any copyrights. And he went through this whole spiel about how it was close enough. And I said, it's not even close. And ultimately they dropped it. And then I realized, okay, I do want to be in <laughs> Um, so I went to law school, became the best Miss Pac-Man player in the school. The second best best Miss Pac-Man player, uh, had a great job, um, as a law clerk at Ford and I went to law school in Michigan and he asked me if I wanted to work at Ford. And at first I thought he meant as a janitor. He actually meant in the legal department. So (laughs) I started working as a law clerk while I was in law school, um, at Ford Motor Company and then got out, became an attorney and within a couple of years realized I hated personal injury uh, litigation, and so I contacted some people at Ford as a young, dumb, naive attorney and said, can you send me some work? And they did. Um, (laughs) Asking you shall receive. That's right. My career path was I was almost sued and wasn't and didn't get sued. I was great at Miss Pac-Man, and I was dumb enough to ask a former employer if I could represent I think that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's funny that you almost got sued and you basically fought it and won. And we're like, wait a minute, there's something, there's something to this. Yeah, it was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. They're pretty serious about their uh, their brand logos there. Apparently, um, yeah. And it takes a while to get licensed for the uh, colleges, you know, ACC, all the other ones out there. But yeah, awesome story though. That's pretty cool. So you went out of Ford and they're like, yeah, here's some work. No problem. So, uh, so it sounds like you went into a firm first and they, they were a personal injury firm. Uh, yeah, I, I spent a brief time at a plaintiff side, personal injury firm. Then I went to a defense side doing insurance defense. First day on the job, they said, here's your first file. I was like a nine month lawyer. They said trials in six weeks. Good luck. Handled a bunch of jury trials back to back to back as a young lawyer. And I think on the fifth one, I represented a man who 
probably deserved, you know, quarter million dollars in compensation. There, his lawyer made a couple of critical errors during the trial. I pounced on him and did my job. My client won. I didn't have to pay any money. I felt terrible. Picked up the phone and called Ford <laughs> to see if I could stop doing auto <laughs> cases. Right away. That's excellent. So, all right, well, that brings you to the next point. Tell us about what you focus on now and, and about your firm. And of course, if you're listening, we have a website address here. Or, I'm sorry, if you're watching, the website address is blue right here on your screen. Um, if you're listening, uh, it's, I guess, uh, let's see, well, E-R-S-K-I-N-E law.com. So it's Scott's last name, law.com. Go check that out. Find out more about his firm. Interesting site, a little bit different take, more modern kind of spin to it. Uh, so Scott, share a little bit more about what you focus on today and, and what the makeup of your firm is. Yeah, so um, our firm is, is different. That's why our website is different. We are very technology-based. We have a bunch of proprietary software that we've developed here in-house. One of my partners is a coder. Nice. And um, we integrate um, machine learning, artificial intelligence into proprietary databases that we use we have developed technology that allows us to take our clients' data at the beginning of a lawsuit, because as we know, the, at the beginning of any lawsuit, your client gives you a bunch of data. Um, we receive that now electronically and dump it into our database. That's wow. step one. And so we don't have people retyping our clients' data because it's all automatically imported. We focus, we're fairly auto-heavy. We represent uh, Ford Motor Company, General Motors, FCA, um, which is, you know, most people know it as Chrysler. Mm -hmm. um, we represent um, General Motors in 41 states, Ford in two states in litigation. We do a bunch of product claims and warranty claims work for Ford in all 50 states. We do, actually we do claims work for Ford in Canada, but we don't do anywhere where they speak French um, because we don't have anyone here that does that. <laughs> Um, you don't speak French, okay. That's there right, no French. <laughs> Struggling up with English. So we represent uh, FCA in 25 states. And then we have some other uh, tier two suppliers, tier three suppliers. We do some employment litigation. We do uh, provider cases where, you know, the companies that do all of the, the imaging for people that are injured, they're their bills aren't paid. We sue on those. And we, but everything we do and what our, our we're a, we're a technology-based law firm, which is kind of a new thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we've developed products where our clients don't have to use the traditional data search tools for record reviews and things like that, because we've built our own using nat natural language processing and using artificial intelligence. And we can do it very fast very efficiently and incredibly accurately create privilege logs, create discovery responses, and all of it is technology assistance. So awesome. um, we, we learned early on that if we wanted to have clients like the ones that we're fortunate to have today, that we would either need to build a, you know, an enormous law firm, or we'd have to be able to compete with some of the biggest law firms without having the size of those law firms. So efficiencies and technology. Yes. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's the perfect, perfect company in my mind is efficient with a few people. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, excellent. That's so <laughs> is your main client in the, you said in the audio industry, what has been some of the ways that you get those clients and uh, your, your B2B pro, uh, exclusively, correct? What's that? Your B2B exclusively. Yes. Yeah. 
So what um, what's some of the things that you've done that that's worked other than, you know, forward, you had a relationship. I'm sure you carried that through. What has been some of the ways you've, you've landed some of these other, these other clients? Well, so um, we've tried of all kinds of things. What I can tell you what hasn't worked. We haven't had much luck with advertising as far as like in magazines or in whatever it is, because so believe it or not, general counsel aren't combing through magazines looking for counsel. You know, <laughs> um, the, uh, We've gone to some marketing meetings where uh, these groups bring counsel together with GCs and AGCs of other companies, and um, that's been successful. We've also, um, and I'm not going to say which one, but one of our clients, um, we started sending them a quarterly newsletter that, that we developed. And the only thing the client didn't never found out was that our mailing list was one person long. We developed an entire newsletter that looked like it was for the world, but it was that is awesome. sent to one person. Um, <laughs> And I don't know if it, and then, you know, that's awesome. We, yeah. Thank you. One thing we focused on is when, when we get our foot in the door, we have been successful at marketing to our existing clients and growing our footprint laterally throughout that company. You know, I know someone told me early on when I was a young lawyer and I started getting clients and I was at a firm, uh, an attorney who was a great guy and was a partner uh, at one of my other firms said, you know, never lose, you know, never forget that your best marketing opportunities come from the people who already trust you, the clients who already use you. And that's true, whether it's a personal injury client, making sure that they tell their friends, if you did a great job for them, yep. that they're ever unfortunately in an auto accident or anything like that, that, you know, to give you, you know, to give us a call, we'd be happy to help or a corporation. Um, it doesn't really change. And we found that to be very effective. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, we're, we're your digital marketing for law firms. Same applies to, to what we do. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's something that everyone needs to, to focus on and, and work on and have a process for, I think it's, I think it's going to have a process for it. Meaning, um, I think a lot of people, they do the good work, uh, and they, they don't have a process for really the follow-up that might be required to get some referrals. And it's okay. I think, you know, Hey, I want to, it's a every quarter. Hey, Hey, Mr. Client. Are you happy with us still? Are we doing a good job? Yeah, we are. Okay, great. You know, just one other, you know, law firm that you connect us with. And uh, I think you build that into your process and, and you know, don't be a haggle, but just, you know, if you got good clients, they respect you and they like you, then they're going to have no problem with that. Absolutely. And so uh, right away, I think if you're looking for more referrals, which are the best thing to get, uh, just build that into your onboarding process, have a, a task on the counter created immediately after they onboard and say, all right, in 90 days, reach out, check in with them and say, hey, if you've been happy so far, would you give us you know, one referral? So, Absolutely. yeah. So I think having a process around it would, was, is helpful to people, um, which is something we, you know, we try to work on. But uh, excellent. So I like the newsletter thing. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> actually, real. I'm thinking right now going, hmm, who, who do I want to get in front of? <laughs> it it <really>. worked. <laughs> that's really cool. Did you like, 
was the content even kind of like crafted towards like what they would probably what would appeal to them only no or was it was just kind of yeah no it was absolutely targeted um <laughs> to what we thought would appeal to that one specific person that's hilarious yeah like whatever their football team is you got that in there too it's like <laughs> these guys are great yeah, we That's tried awesome. to make it too creepy, but just <laughs> on the edge, right? <laughs> I yeah, like that. Putting in a you know a, an ad from his kid's school might have been too far. So yeah, we, we just made a donation to exactly. <laughs> one elementary school. <laughs> Whoa, wow. Yeah. That's funny. Well, that's really cool. Um, so so you, you told me what didn't work well. As far, you know, we do digital marketing, so we always like to ask, you got your website's unique, it's a little bit different, you're technology focused. Have you guys done anything with content or SEO or anything like that, social media? Has anything like that even been something you've you've done or had success with or or tried out in the past? You know, because we're looking for corporations, the um like social media hasn't been a, a really good or effective tool. Yeah. Um, we did try a few things, you know, in, in the social media arena and they, they really didn't, they weren't helpful to us. Yeah. We thought about digital marketing. We haven't done it yet just because we were trying, we try one thing at a time, <laughs> um, you know, to see if it works and give it a little bit of time. Um, but, yeah. you know, it's difficult when you're, when you're, or not difficult, it's different when you're looking for corporate clients than it is. B2B is different. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I was thinking you did TikTok videos. You and- know, <laughs> <laughs> if I could find that one guy I needed to get in front of, and he that's right, me, I might. <laughs> this TikTok's for you. No, yeah, I could see t- social media being being difficult and not produce SEO. I would think could always do well for anyone. That's just my belief. Um, that's when they're searching Google specifically, and you come up or not. That. That's never a bad place to be. I would think LinkedIn, um, I'm big on LinkedIn personally. LinkedIn is cool because, and you don't have to like post on there as much as you can connect with the person by title in whatever corporation you want, which I think is just invaluable. It's probably how we got you in the podcast. It's, you know, connect with the managing partner of a law firm. They connect back. Hey, we want to see if, uh, you know, we could talk to you. So yeah, that's um, actually, that is how you found it. Us. And that's what gave us the idea. We've started <laughs> posting. We're going to try and use LinkedIn as a informationally connecting with people that we think would be within companies that, you know, trying to connect with those who we think would be interested yeah. and then have very targeted posts that are more informational, not salesy at all and see how that works. As a matter of fact, we just connected with a guy that I'm having lunch with next week through LinkedIn, where they're a tech company that there may be some synergies between what they do and what we do. And they, we share some clients and then we both have clients that the other one doesn't have. Oh, cool. Excellent. So, but LinkedIn is, we ignored it far too long and we're both, my personal page has been more active, but we're trying to bump up traffic on the law firm's page. Excellent. Yeah. Well, based on my experience with it, I got about 20,000 followers or so. Personally, my company page doesn't have that much, but your your personal page is going to always do better. And if you want to connect one-on-one with someone, mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it. But the, the cool thing is, you know, you can use your company content and you can put that on your personal page too, just because you have it. And you'll probably get more views from your personal page, but you can connect with the right people and control your following technically, and then build up that 
that audience of exactly who you want versus say on Instagram or TikTok, you don't have no clue who's looking at your stuff or who connected, uh, follows you. On LinkedIn, you can control exactly the audience. And now you know when your content goes out, who's potentially seeing it. And then you can get some stats on LinkedIn to say, you know, uh, CEOs, CMOs, whatever. Here's the people that saw your content the most. And so you can kind of cater your contacts towards that. So it's, I think it's really cool. And I think that's a good space for you guys to probably focus on other than just DM and one-on-one. Hey, would you be interested in a coffee or a quick meeting? I had a CMO or I'm sorry, the CFO of a law firm ping me on LinkedIn and said, Hey, can you meet me at a Starbucks? And I was like, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a budget of 160,000 a month. And the CFO was just like, Hey, I, I think you know, he's like, I don't control our marketing, but I, some things about it, I don't, I don't, I feel off about, and we're spending a lot of money. And so uh, I sat down with him and it, that was all through LinkedIn. He saw my content and that was it. So they're not a client yet, but they're a prospect. So it's, it's interesting. You know, people respond if you say, Hey, I want to connect. And it, it seems like people are pretty open to talk to you on there. So yeah, it seems that way so far. I get a lot of spam on there too, though. I get a lot of messages that are just, you know, it's very spammy. I just, but you can pick them out real easy. So, so whatever, you know, someone from my team probably reached out and said, Hey, would you like to be on our podcast? And you know, that got through to you somehow. And, uh, here you are. <laughs> it did. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, certain things I think help, right. I think podcasts are helpful. I listen to podcasts and not just true crime. You know, I listen to all kinds of podcasts. <laughs> um, and although I do listen to the true crime ones, they're excellent also. But I find, you know, when you're in the car or when you're doing something around the house or even if you need a break from working in a brief or whatever, a podcast is a great way to kind of lose yourself for a little bit of time. And, you know, I I started about a year ago wondering if that would ever work. And so when you guys reached out, I thought, okay, well, (laughs) you know, maybe this is a, you know, great first step into seeing what the podcast world is like from being on the podcast side as opposed to just listening. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been, uh, I appreciate you have you know coming on and it's been a good experience for us. And I, I advise, you know, law firms all the time too. Uh, they can create a podcast in their little niche. Uh, they can invite potential clients on or they can talk just about the subject itself. For B2B, I think it's great invite your potential client on to be a guest uh, for, you know, more like say the divorce, family law, personal injury, you're talking about the subject matter and and what people should do uh, because they're in research mode, especially like divorce a year, year and a half or something like that. You can put out good content on the B2B. You literally interview your client and potentially they become a client because they learn about what you do. So yeah, I think, I think podcasts are great and they're only growing right now. So yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on Scott to share your story. And I thought you got some interesting stuff. The newsletter thing, that's a cool tip right there. So anyone, uh, B2B specifically, I would say that's a that's a great tip from Scott. <laughs> Draft up a newsletter for each of your prospects and uh, and just keep sending it to them. Uh, I think that's awesome. Scott, anything else you want to add before we roll? I do have your website here at the bottom. Anyone that wants to take a look and connect with Scott. Is there another way people can connect with you if they wanted to reach out? And if they're a big automotive company and they wanted to hire you, how would they do that? Well, they could um, either email me and go to the website below. They could connect with me on LinkedIn. Or if they, you know, that our phone number is on there, I'd welcome them to call and I'd be more than happy to talk to them. All right. If you sign up with Scott, all proceeds go to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear what you said. I think we had a bad connection. For a oh, I'm sorry. I said if uh, if anyone signs up with Scott through this podcast, 
I get all the proceeds. So still didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. I said, if in, no, it's kidding. <laughs> I like you, Scott. You're pretty good. Well, thank well you. everyone, <laughs> everyone tuning in. If you want to see this episode, it'll be up on our website soon at raylaw.com forward slash podcast. It'll also be up on um, YouTube, my LinkedIn soon. So Scott, we'll tag you too. And my whole team will reach out to you. Uh, so you can share it and tag it, put on your content on, on LinkedIn. And then it'll also be up on the podcast version, Apple, uh, you, Google, Apple, Spotify, and pretty much every other platform you can imagine. And uh, if you need help with social media, websites, SEO, or advertising your law firm, give us a call or go to raylaw.com and check us out. Scott, anything else before we roll? No, just anyone that's looking to start their own firm, just jump in head first. Don't look back. And don't ever wait until you have all the information as whether you should do it. If you think you have 70 to 80% of the information and it's looking good, just go for it. If you wait till you have all the information, it'll do too much. Now, good tip from Scott. And I would say if you got 80 to 70 or 70 to 80%, you're in a pretty good spot. So uh, you're better than most. So go, yeah, jump in, get going. And everyone have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, sir.